Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. DNVR, we are live from Studio A here at the DNVR bar, and today the A stands for Aaron. Aaron, easy. <laughs> As it often does. A on double the show. A. Yes. A Aaron. Yes, A Aaron. Um, we got to talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers, and it's kind of like a weekly update yeah. sort of thing yeah. here. Uh, you got to just circle around because the news cycle with Aaron is always changing just as he wants it to be exactly he wants and every market talking about him every week and to be honest we decided that we were going to do this yesterday yep. well things have already changed <laughs> yeah. since then uh so for an update on all this let's go to zach in sports zach <laughs> what's the latest news on aaron Rodgers? well as you said the latest news what about 20 minutes ago ryan is that aaron Rodgers has ended his engagement with Shailene Woodley. The power couple is no longer a couple. Both still very powerful, though. I never really saw them as a power couple, gotta no, be honest. No. It, I mean, I agree. They they were kind of like a hidden couple. Yeah, yeah. It had, like, it had, as a couple, it had, like, B-list energy. Mm, so, say Shailene's the B? Or is, is Aaron a B as well? I don't know. They just didn't have power couple status. Like, you didn't see them, like... I could be completely wrong on this, but like you didn't see them like going to the Met Gala. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know what, what they I mean? were? They were like the forest couple. You know, yeah, they, they, they yeah. lived in the woods. They they probably touched a couple grasses or two together. Yes. And uh, I mean, literally, we're in Hawaii for like months together, right? Yeah, it was too too off the radar to be a power yeah, couple. In yeah, <laughs> very fair. So the non-power couple, I don't even think there are pictures of them together where it's like, you know, then TMZ takes the photo and splits it apart and it's like they're broken up. Oh, no, nice. I don't I don't think they could even do that with this couple. You'd probably have to also crop out Miles Teller. and Right, his- <laughs> 
exactly. His wife or girlfriend. <laughs> Add some grease to Aaron's hair yeah, after yeah. last week's appearance. But they're done. And we know one of, the, one of the reasons that we, uh, you know, a connection to Aaron to Colorado last year was Shailene lived here and had a house here in Boulder, really liked it. And we know that Aaron was here time and time again over this past year or two because of that. And now that Colorado connection, at least that one, doesn't appear to be there anymore. Yeah, I don't think it's that matters all that much. Okay. Um, <clears throat> like I like we kind of talked about yesterday. Maybe he associates all things Colorado with her, and like he doesn't want to come back here. I actually liked what you said uh, as like the counter argument to that, which was like maybe she just opened his eyes a little more to Colorado and the, right. and the great things that you know it has. He already knew about the great um, cowboy hat store, <laughs> um, but you know, maybe they spent, I know they spent some time in Denver specifically. Yeah. Um, obviously they spent time in Boulder where she lives. Um, so maybe, you know, during that time he's like, wow, this really is a great place. Right. Exactly. That could have been the case. And I, I don't think that this hurts that much. I think it hurts in the fact where maybe he did have someone pulling yeah. him to Colorado. Now that's no longer there. So he doesn't have that pull to come to Colorado, but I don't think that this hurts hurts necessarily what if it was her decision though and he wants to win her back so he uh, moves to colorado well you know what there could be something to that because the reports were that shailene felt that he chose football over family family aka being her always, and yeah, he it, chooses everything over family yeah that's, that's very true <laughs> uh and yeah she should have known that coming in yeah. uh but what if that is something where he says you know what a way to uh show you that i love you and choosing you i'm gonna force my way to the broncos so i can be in colorado oh gosh what a dramatic <laughs> situation to be involved in yeah i mean i don't I don't think it matters. It is possible that before she was like, oh, my God, what if you got traded the Broncos? That'd be amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, and that puts the the seed. Um, so you you probably won't have that now unless, you know, he met some other people while he's out here in Colorado. <laughs> well, that's very true. <laughs> uh, well, th this, this is kind of the sitcom. Uh, or, or no, not not sitcom. What's the, the afternoon shows on Monday through Friday? Oh. Um, what are those called? Yeah, I know what you're you talking about. The very about. dramatic ones yes. where there's breakups soap and opera. Yes. soap opera. There, there we go. go. Super producer Kale coming in from us. That's kind of the super producer. Kale. The super producer Kale. He knows all about those. Uh, that's the soap opera side of this news. There actually was some maybe real news over the weekend. And Ryan, right when I saw this report from me and Rappaport, I thought, well, F. But it may not be a big F as I initially thought. So the report comes in that Aaron Rodgers is in a positive place with the Packers as his future looms. And then there's kind of two big spots in here where Aaron, where, where Ian Rappaport goes on and says the relationship is as in a good of a spot as it's been in quite a long time, leading to optimism and hope for many all involved that he will choose to return to Green Bay. However, no one knows for sure what Rodgers will do, except for Aaron, and no one will rush him to do it. In this article, he goes on to say that uh, it's expected that Aaron's going to take a, or actually, it's not expected. He told NFL Network last week that he's going to take a couple more weeks to decide mm. his future, but will still have that timeline of right before free agency, that decision will be made. So I know we had some people in the comments section yesterday saying, is this thing going to happen soon? It really feels like it's going to happen soon. According to Rodgers himself, He's weeks away, not days away. So, Ryan, are the Broncos out? Is it done? 
Real quick, do you ever just think about a word or a phrase way too much and then it just messes with your head? Oh, absolutely. That's where I'm at with soap opera right now. What a <laughs> weird combination of words. Is it S? Is it two words? <clears throat> two words, S-O-A-P space opera. Like, it's not soap or opera. It, it's far from either. I, I knew Kale was going to have an answer for this. from it being on during the day when you were doing, like, domestic tasks. No way. But wait, really? It, wait, is yeah. opera a domestic task? No, it's the soap, like, you know, when you're cleaning the dishes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then opera? Did uh, it used to be? A, did those did those shows used to be singing? I think maybe we're um, we're making this, the definition of opera too narrow based on uh, what we think of opera. Okay, maybe more so of like vocal. Just opera meaning like a show. A show. Yes. Oh wow. Yes. We we I think we now that we've solved this we can move on. What was Wait, your no, question no, no, to me? No, no, no. <laughs> now, now that now that we've we're getting some real answers coming in from the chat. They would advertise and uh, uh, advertise soap usually during commercials. <laughs> companies would pay for the ads and then apparently opera as in like a space opera so just dramatic. Yeah, that's kind oh, of what I was wow, thinking. Oh wow, dramatic ads. So then Ryan, before we go any further, we have to figure out now we're on a noon time slot for this show. Mm -hmm. We're talking football. What are we? Uh I mean, we're not a show. We're a beer opera. A beer opera. Yes. Uh, I, I don't think we can use the word opera. It's just for. It's just the show. Is this the show? I mean, we're we, just the show. We put, That's we put how you're on some theatrics. Oh, on this okay, show, you okay. Know? Well, uh, why not a beer musical? Well, a we don't sing. Musical. Well, well, sometimes, sometimes you we do. do. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, okay. Wait. What? Last thing on soap operas. What's the name of the Aaron Rodgers oh. soap opera? Ooh, with Shailene. I was thinking. Uh, You're going to have something with cowboy hats. No, I was thinking like Aaron me out. Oh, that's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. That I don't know if that has the drama punchline to it. No though. one's ever used this title for a show before. Mr. Rogers. Oh, okay. Yes. Very similar personalities yes. too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same morals and principles. Uh, how about greasy hair? Oh, grease. Just like greasers yeah or grease i don't think there's, no, a, no there's anything like that either <laughs> okay what was the question you asked me about the question is I'm glad we hashed especially that out, with ian rapaport's report is it over should, should the broncos say goodbye we are moving on because aaron has moved on no but i do think the broncos need to set a cutoff date mm. um where plan a goes out the window yeah um if plan a or plan a a uh, is Aaron, um, then you have to have a move on time because hanging on to things for too long can put you in bad positions. Perfect example, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but a perfect example would be Brock Osweiler. The Broncos hung on to the mm -hmm. idea that Brock Osweiler is going to be their starting quarterback in 2016 for so long that they were completely blindsided. And according to people I'm talking, I've talked to, they shouldn't have been. But they were completely blindsided by the fact that Brock did not want to come back. Um, he apparently felt slighted by the fact that he was benched, no. even though he was winning. Um, and the Broncos then panic-picked Paxton. Triple P. Um, <laughs> and Double A to a triple P. Yeah, and, and that <laughs> put them a in a really... Opera. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I actually think they've been operating the way that you should be operating on this, which is, look, Aaron's plan A, but let's not 
let's not make plans around that. So then when when is that cutoff date? Is it free agency? Well, it's certainly the draft. Okay. Because there is a little part of me that still believes that they let it linger too long last year and it impacted their draft position yep. or draft selection, um, which is frustrating. It's I very think. frustrating. Um, and so certainly by draft day, you have to have made the decision or have a clear idea of what's going to happen. And you better be right. Uh, if you think he's coming and you liked a quarterback and pass on them again, well, then that's back-to-back years that you've set the franchise back by a pipe dream. So it should be over by the draft for sure because Aaron keeps saying he's going to have it figured out so that Devontae doesn't get get hosed, uh, lack of a better term, by the Packers with what they do with him. But we also know that Aaron has drawn this out for over a year now, right? And last year it kind of seemed like there was, you know, a training camp window and then there was a little more drama and it just keeps going on and on. So I think you're completely right, Ryan. And something that really ticks me off and that really ticked me off when I saw this report from Rappaport when I initially thought uh, the dreams of getting Aaron Rodgers are done is, man, the Broncos just get played by every quarterback, it seems. Whether it's from the Broncos putting it out, the team that's trying to potentially trading a top-tier quarterback putting it out, whether it's that quarterback putting it out, the Broncos are always linked in these guys. And the Broncos just get played and played and played, whether it's so that quarterback can get a contract extension from that team, whether it's so that quarterback can get more say in the organization like Aaron Rodgers did. And it just pisses me off. And that's something where you know how you stop doing that is if you put your foot down, tell Aaron Rodgers through back channels that here's the date we need to know by. And if not, we're just done with you. Yeah. I mean, it's good business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Unfortunately. You know, like uh, DNVR is starting to get a re- reputation of, you know, uh, getting a- 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 <laughs> gathering up the talent around town. Other places, uh, other people, when they're renegotiating their contracts, should say, well, yeah, DNVR is <laughs> coming <laughs> right, after me, right, you know? Right. Um, so I get it, you know? A- Aaron, you you play up, oh, I like Denver, yeah. you know? You, you feed that out, and all of a sudden the Packers are like, all right, just whatever you want we'll give it to you you yeah, know yeah just make it make the madness stop yeah um so i get it um and the broncos desperation is a bad place to be and they're desperate yep um and so they get played yeah. i mean again you know to take it back to like high school yeah if you're desperate you <laughs> yeah. get played yeah. uh, you know if you're the guy who's we don't like, need to relive my high school day days. <laughs> if you're the guy who's like you know buying flowers and bending over backwards <laughs> yeah. and bringing lunch uh, you know, just trying to get a girl to finally, yeah. you know, come after you. Well, someone is going to have the wrong intentions, string <laughs> you along to get some yeah. free lunch and Starbucks yep. in the morning and yep. all that stuff. Yep. Yep. So the Broncos are that. The Broncos are the desperate dude in high school yep. who will do anything to get the attention of a girl. And it's a really bad place to be because everyone can leverage you. And once they put their foot down and say, you know what, I'm just going to be me, do me, hang out with the boys, then you might see some people coming around. Exactly. Yep, got to be yourself. Now, (laughs) unfortunately, quarterbacks don't just um, randomly get attracted to you and (laughs) uh, text you and then they just get to be your quarterback. Right. If that was the case, uh, the NFL would be a wild place. But... (laughs) So they eventually are going to have to make a commitment to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I say do it before the draft. Look, I'm in on Malik Willis now. It's so funny how before that was like a stretch, and now it's like, oh, can you even get him? It's like the classic 
draft draft time of year story, mm-hmm. right? Um, but if he's there at nine, which again we didn't think Justin Fields would be last year, he was. If he's there at nine, and even if the Broncos wanted to trade up a few slots to get him, I'm in on that. Um, so make your figure it out by then. And if you don't have Aaron Rodgers, if you don't feel like you can, you're hundred percent getting Aaron Rodgers, then move on and, and you know let's make let's make another investment. In how about position. how about how about the desperate player starts putting some pressure on the other side right now and floating out that they do love Malik Willis and mm. that they'd be willing to trade up for him and then Aaron maybe he starts saying oh boy I really did like Colorado when I was out there maybe I should make this decision quicker and maybe I shouldn't listen to the Packers offer of two years 90 million dollars 45 million dollars a year in Ian Rappaport's report he says they are willing to make him the highest paid quarterback in the league no duh of course they should be he's a back-to-back MVP but maybe you put the pressure on him right now so that things can't get continue to get better in Green Bay how did he go with rap sheet and not rap report that's a great question no idea do you think someone already had it (laughs) I don't know I'm just like I've always thought like because saying the Ian Rappaport report is a is a real mouthful it is if you just said oh yeah the rap report said the rap report man that's great yeah not not everyone has a has a mind like yours right <laughs> I'm I'm available for hire if you're trying to think of these types well, of things at the combine you could suggest that to him mm, I could I'll yep. just have to get down on one knee first. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. you're gonna oh it's a height thing yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, um sorry 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 to <laughs> Um, vertically challenged people. <laughs> yeah, we, I, I accept your apology for thank all you, of us. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think that makes any difference for Aaron Rodgers. He's not – you can't, like, scare him. Yeah. And that's why he's in such a position of power. Yep. Um, and that's just a lesson for everyone at home. Yep. The less Fs you give, yep. it's so the more true. power you have. Man, I, w- I was holding this back. I didn't want to put myself out there like this. But all the first three years of high school – I was that desperate guy. <laughs> and you know what? It didn't really work out for me with anyone. And so starting my senior year, I said, I'm going to college next year. It's going to be a blast. I'm not going to care this mm. year. If anything happens, it happens. If it doesn't. So I just started giving no, no Fs. And then I met my girlfriend, who's now my fiance. And, <laughs> and that's just that that's honest advice I give to people. Just don't give an F. And it, it's okay. And Aaron Rodgers isn't giving an F. And you know what he's getting? A $90 million contract from the Packers or someone else. Yeah, I literally said... I'm only focusing on work. It's the only thing that matters to me right now. I'm moving <laughs> to Centennial to be closer to the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. I don't want any distractions. I just want to grind. And then I'm at Alley and started <laughs> driving to Boulder every single night after, and then back to Centennial in the yep, morning. Yep, so. yep. That's how it works. Yep, exactly. That's that's the best life advice we can give on this podcast. There we go. Give no Fs. It sounds like a, it sounds like a soap opera. There you go. Give no Fs. Um. Anyways, as it relates to Rogers. It's not time to give up. We know the news cycle. It's it's just going to go it's going to go and go and yeah. go and um Aaron Rodgers has the offer but he hasn't responded to the Packers in 5 days. You know, like yeah. we're going to go through this whole yeah. cycle. And unfortunately, maybe I'm just over it at this point where I think in the end it just ends up with him staying in mm-hmm. Green Bay. Um but it's certainly not over over. And I think the Hackett stuff and all that really helps the Broncos, mm-hmm. but it's not free agency. And I think if it was free agency, the Bron- I would say, you know, 75% chance the Broncos get him. Yep. Um, but it's not free agency. The, the Packers have to agree to a trade. The Broncos have to agree to a trade. Yep. Um, and Aaron Rodgers has to kind of force the trade. There's so many 
pieces there that I worry aren't going to happen. Now, let me ask you this, Zach. We talk about this from the Broncos' perspective over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. What about from the Packers' perspective? I want to I want to get your opinion on that in a second. First, big night tonight at the DNVR bar. Double header, both at 8 p.m. Avs finally lost a home game last night. Sad. Um, but they got the Golden Knights tonight. Big rivalry. Lo- uh, I love these games. They always feel like a playoff game. And then... The Nuggets have the Warriors. Now, the Warriors terrify me. I feel like they always play their best games against the Nuggets. Mm -hmm. But I think the Nuggets are like plus 160 on the money line tonight, Um, and they have the best player in the world. So that'll be fun. I think the Avs are probably underdogs too because they're on the road. Uh, So come down, hang out at the DNVR bar. Should be a blast. Man, parlay those two over at DraftKings Sportsbook, and you're going to be looking good tomorrow morning. And also something else to, to be looking good in the morning is if you bet $1, on the Nuggets or any NBA team to win tonight, you'll get $150 in free bets to start your account for new users over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Man, you're getting so much value if you put a unit on the Nuggets to win and one of those units is a dollar, and you'll get $150 free dollars in free bets if they win tonight, plus the plus 160 of everything else you put down on there. That is quite the way to start your account. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this 150 to 1 offer over at DraftKings Sportsbook. For new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also, a shout-out to Breckenridge Brewery. I mentioned uh, you know hanging out come down here hang, enjoy the vibes tonight also when you come and you're a dnvr member you get a 22 ounce breck brew for the price of 16 which is awesome um, we also have good company hard seltzers you can get them in bucket form uh, which is always i I'm, I'm a big fan of buckets towers pitchers <laughs> anything that reduces my amount of times that i have to go back to the bar to get yep. another drink yeah um so pretty much you only want to go to the bar when you have to go to the bathroom yeah you, know, you want to make it a one-stop oh, double shot. trip yep. yeah not, yep. that's, the funny thing is like i don't know how far is it from one side of the bar to the other in here 25 exactly <laughs> uh it's just it's more the principle yeah exactly exactly it's about just being able to stay in your seat and just keep drinking <laughs> one time uh, in college uh, my buddy had like a leftover keg from like a party at his parents' house, and we just perfectly positioned the keg in between our two seats. Oh dur- my gosh! You dur- never had NFL this. Sunday, <laughs> we literally just grab it, fill it, drink it wow. all day long. It was. Did you have another? Did you have a peacup next to you on the other side? I wish. Oh, yeah. I wish. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking like maybe just like a direct line. Yep. To the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> anyways, uh, come hang out. Get yourself some Breck brews. Get yourself some good company seltzers. You know, pitchers, buckets, whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Um, oh, really quick. Yeah. Did I hear a rumor that you made the Madden playoffs this I'm year? I'm in, baby. I'm in, baby. <laughs> it didn't look good three weeks ago. Three weeks in football. Four weeks ago in football time. Then I went on a three-game win streak. Ooh. And I'm sitting in first place in the division. Win, and I'm in yesterday. So you know what I do? Got your ass beat. I got blown out. Yep, I got <laughs> blown out. But... I didn't want to go through all of the tiebreaker scenarios, but I thought I had the tiebreaker, but Madden didn't say I was in. Mm. So I was worried. I thought I was going to need the Raiders, who I was playing, or who, who, who was going to have the same record as me if they won. I thought I was going to need them to lose. They win, and I thought, man, I'm done. But then I was in. And you were so in. it was quite a, uh, quite a good night, and uh, now I got Brian. 
Oh, I know. I so know. If you need any advice on how to beat Brian in the playoffs, I've got plenty. Oh, well, I, good thing I know someone. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Henry. Mm, well, that's going to be easy. Henry first Isn't round. It? I don't know. The old, you know, it's tough to beat a team three times in one season thing is, uh, is weighing heavy. It's true. It's tough to beat your son, right? It is. It is tough. Yes. I'm just thought of many jokes that I don't, I'm not going to make. <laughs> yeah, I didn't um, mean it to come out like that. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I I want I, I've been thinking about this for like the first time ever from the Packers perspective. Okay. If the Broncos offered mm-hmm. two very good players yep. and three first round picks mm-hmm. as a Packers, do you accept that? Boy, the Packers are in such an interesting place because without Aaron Rodgers, they are full rebuild mm-hmm. and they know that they're going to have to be in full rebuild in one to two years whenever Aaron Rodgers is done because of their cap situation and it does sound like they'll be able to work out their cap situation by kicking things down the road where they can give Aaron Rodgers 45 million dollars where they can sign uh DeAndre or, or uh Devontae Adams to either the franchise tag or to a, a, a long-term deal and keep players around so it's not a rebuild but eventually they are going to have to rebuild is there a better way to rebuild than by getting three first-round picks and two really good young players? That's what I mean. That's what I mean. And I've been thinking about this more and more, and I'm like, I think the Packers would be dumb to not accept. Mm. Now, that's crazy because I say give anything and everything for a franchise quarterback. But they're clearly not in a position to win a Super Bowl. They've only shown it time and time again. Um, Now – you can certainly sell yourself on the dream uh, as the Packers that, well, we'll be better next year and we'll have a better chance next year. No Tom Brady to deal with, et cetera. Um, hopefully you don't have to deal with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan as well. <laughs> um, but to me, I'm like, they know that the dream is almost dead, right? Yep. Why not prepare yourself for the future? It's like, you know, um, the Nuggets – trading Carmelo it's like they knew the time was up so they did what they had to do yeah um that's my thought on it and while you can definitely as the Packers say well if the Broncos think they can win a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers why aren't we thinking that too right but I think that there's a very decent possibility that they think look we have to start all over very soon Mm -hmm. let's get a head start because if we just let Aaron Rodgers retire we get nothing for him and if we don't win a Super Bowl in the next two years then we're in a way worse place than we would have been if we traded him. Yep. I think it comes down to one thing. Aaron Rodgers, the way he made his contract when he went back to Green Bay last year was that next year, next offseason, he's a free agent. Now, there was unwritten language, and it was never written down. It was just agreed upon that they would explore a trade if he wanted to be traded this offseason, but not in the contract. So he can become a free agent next year. Let's say Aaron says, I want out, and the Packers say, I don't think so. But he doesn't want to retire. He goes back there for one more year. And if they know he's going back there just for one more year, not signing a massive two-year deal, not an extension, that's when you have to trade him. Because Aaron Rodgers, for three first-round picks and two good players, you got to do that knowing he's not coming back. However, I don't think you make that trade. Just because, like you said, from a Broncos standpoint, yeah, if they're going to trade three first-round picks, they should probably just keep him, if, especially if he's signing a two- or three-year deal. You know he has two or three more years left. But, man, if Aaron Rodgers is a little unhappy and he's not going to sign a deal to stay with you after this year, you do it. You, you absolutely do it. Yeah, and, and man, it's just, the question really becomes how long is he going to play? Yeah. Because maybe internally, like, 
I don't know why I just have two more years in my head. Um, and three would be a bonus. Yep. Um, anything above that is like massive gravy. Yep. Um, so if you're thinking you get two more years as the Packers, I, I think you, you're, you can definitely sell the fan base that you won the trade. With three first round picks? Yep. You can. Now, what players are we talking? Uh, in, in it, well, let, let, let me throw a few out there. Tim Patrick and uh, Bradley Chubb with three first-round picks, including nine this year. Mm, that's a little tougher mm. just because you don't have any proven – like, obviously, Tim Patrick has proven he's a good NFL player. Yeah. And I think Bradley Chubb has too, but there's no, like, star power there. No, really. no. So that isn't a gimme. Now, what if it's Javante Williams and Bradley Chubb? A little bit better. Do they need Javante? But, uh, yeah, I was going to say. That's true. They have Dylan. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so then what Patrick Sertan is off the table? Broncos say no Sertan. Okay. You're the Packers. You get to choose anyone else. Two. I'm starting with Jerry Judy. Okay. Um, Still on the rookie contract. Very high ceiling. That sort of thing. Um, And then... Justin Simmons? I thought about Justin Simmons. It's just really expensive. Mm-hmm. And you're already having issues there. Right. Um, man, that's tough. Just because you want to go young, you you essentially want to go cheap and good. Yep. Um, yep. And the Broncos don't have that many cheap and good guys. Wouldn't, and, and this guy isn't even cheap and good. He's not that combo. He's good. But Cortland Sutton, in terms of if Patrick Sertan is off the board, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are probably the two best players on your team, potentially, in terms of upside and putting Jones. Yeah, and I just don't think he has that star power. But then are you really going to trade your quarterback and then get two wide receivers back when you're rebuilding? No. That doesn't make sense either. What about Chubb and Judy? That's what has been floated. That's two two former first-round picks. One – who obviously you, you got to sell. He just hasn't hit his ceiling yet. The other one who you got to sell, he just hasn't been healthy. And if he's healthy for us, he's going to blow up. Yeah. And uh, man, I just don't know how much value Bradley Chubb has. You know how many sacks he has in the past two years? Yikes. Well, how many games has he played? Uh, he has played. Let me pull that up. He played seven last year. And then the year before, I think he played in 14. Yep. Sure. It's seven and 14. So 21 games for a star pass rusher. How many sacks? In two combined seasons. Nine. Seven and a half. Oh, my God. Seven and a half. And that's why last year, your price for Bradley Chubb, he was viewed as that that hot talent. He was coming off a Pro Bowl season where he proved that he was coming off that ACL. And then last year, not entirely his fault, but he did have the injuries. And now that's something where if you're trading for him – that injuries are definitely a knock on him if you're counting his value. And then zero sacks last year. Ryan, seven games, zero sacks. It's just unacceptable. Um, now, again, he's coming. He's not 100%, but you're right. His value is nowhere near what they spent on him. It's only gone down. It's like a the old like car leaving the lot scenario. Right, um, right. Oh, past three years, and Ryan. A couple different car crashes, so the Carfax aren't looking very good on that. <laughs> past three years, he's played in. Uh, let me see, eighteen, uh, twenty-five games. Past three years, twenty-five games. 
eight and a half sacks. Oof. Yeah, I mean, the seven with zero in here just makes the whole thing yep. so bad. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. Uh, and so, yeah, it's not really it's not really there. The value, at least. Uh, in the comments, someone said, like, uh, something along the lines of Sutton, Sertan, and Simmons are all untouchable. And I just think that's totally wrong. Um, one uh, player is untouchable. It's Pat Sertan. And I don't even know if he should be, but he is. Okay, and then so that's my question. We're, we're having a problem coming up with two good players. Not good players, but good players that make sense in a trade to a rebuilding team. What if it's just Pat Sertan? Instead of two players, it's Sertan. Yeah, I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, I would too, and this is something we touched on yesterday. I do think George Payton is going to take uh, any trades by saying Patrick Sertan is off the table for any quarterback. I think that's wrong. I think that's the approach George Payton's going to take. How about this? It's Pat Sertan in two firsts instead of three. Including nine this because year? Because guess what? When we were sitting here on draft day last year, if you had told me three first-round picks, including this year, next year, and the year after, yeah. Take it or leave it. I would have said take it a hundred percent. Now, yep. you should. I think Pat Sertan has actually outplayed his value. The opposite of Bradley Chubb. It's like he bought a home in Denver last year, and the value has only gone up since then. But right, right. I'm still making the trade. I, I am too. And the way you convince yourself of that is, and the way you convince the Packers of that is, Pat Sertan now looks like two first round picks, yep. and he was a top ten pick. So yep. that that's kind of worth two first round picks this year. That's worth two first-round picks, the number nine overall pick, because that's worth, you know, like two picks in the, in the 20s. And then next year's pick, well, that's the first-round pick. So you're talking five first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers and Ryan. I think the good thing is you and I especially have been preparing ourselves and everyone that tunes into us for worst-case scenario. I think the trade, and from national people, a trade for Aaron Rodgers would be less than we're talking about. And so yeah. two first-round picks and an absolute stud player – that would probably get it done. It would probably get it done. Maybe a second-round pick on top of that, but come on. Come on. Yeah. For a chance to compete for a Super Bowl, that is just so exciting. Uh, I, I, I completely agree, and it just goes into my take that like we need to stop calling football the ultimate team sport. <laughs> well, that's true. It's the quarterback and 21 guys whose job is to help the quarterback. Yep, and coaches are good if you have the quarterback. Coaches are bad if you don't. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the ultimate team sport is probably like rugby. Yeah, I think you're right. Like pretty, you know, because yeah. when I think of ultimate team sport, it's like everyone on the field has like, like their job is equally as important. Yep. Yep. And I, I honestly don't know enough about rugby to say that definitively, but when I right. watch it, right. it feels <laughs> like everyone on the field is equally as important. It really looks like it. Now, could you say, now I was going to say, could you say baseball because it's the opposite of the ultimate team sport? It's like so many individuals that it just happens to be a team sport, but then you have pitchers and no, stuff. No, the only other one I was thinking of is like maybe soccer. Right. Um, right. But then goalie. Yeah. It's basically everyone's just trying to like for the best teams it's just get the ball get the ball to that one guy who's good enough to put the ball in the net so what we're and that's really oversimplifying but <laughs> right so, so is saying football is 21 guys and a quarterback what we're saying essentially to all the kids out there listening is yes there certainly is no i in team but there's definitely a me and that me is the quarterback yeah, position. there's a q in team. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh so yeah i mean i get it like pat sertan is an incredible cornerback mm -hmm. he will never 
do anything special in Denver in terms of team success unless they have a quarterback. Yep, and you know what? The Packers really wanted a top-notch cornerback last year, and they got one later in the round, but the Broncos got an even better one. So, man, just looking at this, Pat Sertan, if he is on the table, I think that could be enough to convince the Packers to get a deal done, especially if Aaron Rodgers is a little bit flaky on going back there. Yeah, man, they could put together a pretty nasty defense. Pat Sertan, Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, And now they have additional first-round picks if they want to do that. But again... Maybe you get Malik Willis if they wanted to start the rebuild this year. Yeah, or they believe in Jordan Love. Good luck. Good yeah, luck. Yeah, good luck with and that. And remember the Broncos, not that this is a selling point, but we talked about it last year. The Broncos can't offer Teddy Bridgewater this year. Teddy Bridgewater is not under contract. The only guy, I guess the two guys they could offer is Brett Rippon, that wouldn't move the needle. And they could offer Drew Locke. There were reports the year before they drafted Jordan Love that they were very interested in drafting Drew Locke in the second round. In fact, they were going to draft Drew Locke in the second round if the Broncos didn't trade up. If you're the Packers, don't you just, after the whole negotiation is done, you just say, like, also throw in Drew Locke. Yes, and you know what George Payton says? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) because then you just have another dart to throw absolutely yeah i would do it for sure yep yep absolutely and and i guess that kind of goes into my slim piece of hope that i still do have for drew lock i'm with some of the people in the comments i'm not as um um what's the word um like uh bullish yeah i was looking for like more of a I'm not as extremist about it as many people, but I do still believe there's a glimmer of hope there. And if I'm the Packers, I would just want to try it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like you said, it's a throw in piece. Yes, exactly. All right. I want to give a shout out to the friends over at Ranch Rider Spirits, taking the, taking the, uh, the the DNVR staff by storm. Uh, These Ranch Riders are so delicious. Um, I really like, there's like this, um, tequila jalapeno one yeah yeah. oh has such like just really bright flavors in it um they also just have your classic ranch water which is delicious as well much like good company hard seltzers i like to pour mine over ice with a little lime on it (laughs) of course you do Um, that one makes a little more sense i think it all makes sense (laughs) it all makes great sense but uh ranch riders they're canned cocktails they have tequila ones they have vodka ones i think they might even have rum ones um, but no sugar, uh, no yeah. sugar added, no artificial preservatives. I mean, as they say, no shit in there. Yep. So yep. you love to have it. Check out ranchriderspirits.com to find a location near you. I promise these things are fire. And one thing that I love about them is like you said, there, there's no extra stuff added and uh, that's, that's what I love right now. A- and it's delicious as well. So check them out. And if you really want to have a killer weekend or a killer night, check out our friends, friends over at Lightshade Dispensary as well, man. Lightshade and Ranch Riders. Potent duo right there. And you can get Ripple, which is a fast-acting dissolvable, over at Lightshade Dispensary. And it's proven to hit two times faster than the leading gummy and absorbs within 10 minutes. So you don't have to wait for that high to kick in and get that feeling right away. And if you use the code DNVR over at Lightshade Dispensary or in one of their 10 stores, you will get 25% off each and every purchase. So check them out at one of their 10 Colorado locations or online. Use that code DNVR. All right, Zach, should we hop into the uh, the comments here? Absolutely. All right, a couple super chats to get us started. First one from Ian B. I'm usually uh, an RK simp, but I'm not. I'm not with the Willis pick. I like him a lot, but he's a project. I see him on a team that has zero interest in winning Carolina or with an established quarterback, uh, not Denver. 
I can see that. Um, I think the whole project thing is kind of overrated in 2022. Um, I just think that especially like if you have the right coaching staff, you can put these guys in a position to succeed and learn on the job. And I'm going to give Nathaniel Hackett and co the benefit of the doubt that they can take this guy and say, Hey, look, read one, read your first read, read your second read, and then just take off. And he has the ability and the athleticism to be that type of guy. The perfect example, and I'm not comparing these two, but just of how it kind of worked out for this guy is Josh Allen. He just, he wasn't very good in year one or year two, but he was athletic enough to where he just learned on the job, made some plays with his feet. um, And the best way to learn is by playing. Now it can also screw you up and you always run that risk. But again, I think if that coaching staff is putting that guy in a position to succeed, it's not going to rattle him or send him off the rails. Yeah, I agree. And if you have the right guy, it shouldn't matter whether he plays or whether he sits. He should be that guy regardless. Yeah. I mean, Patrick Mahomes sat a year, but he absolutely could have played that year. And he would. I personally believe he'd still be the same Patrick Mahomes. I agree. Maybe a worse rookie year, but he'd be fine. Yep, exactly. And the next one coming in from Bryce, he says, Rogers' revenge tour in Woodley's city signs with broncos plot twist haha jk maybe not a jk we're not claiming this is woodley city just want to make that clear it's rk city (laughs) it's just that i don't know it's not hers (laughs) i don't think she wasn't born here was she no yeah she just lives here and she doesn't even live here yeah she she lives in boulder yep exactly Um, and that's also not woodley (laughs) right yeah that's your city Uh, All right, let's jump into the comments on the website. Of course, you can leave your comments there if you become a member at thednvr.com. And Sir James says, if RK and Zach are going to lead the ship of this podcast, what's the celebrity couple name going to be? Rack? Zane, I need to know these things before Zane. you ask. Before you say yes, I'm aware you have too. I wear. I have too much time on my hands. Yeah, there's not really a good combination. Rack? Zion? Zion? Zion Williamson? Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it. He says, also want to give a quick shout out to the unsung hero of this podcast, Super Producer Kale. As someone who's produced shows in the past, I want to say you do an impeccable job every show. You are the real MVP, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, Kale, you are great. Love the new camera angles. Melbourne Bronco suggested Stevensburg. Oh, yeah, that definitely sounds like a city on the East Coast that it was does. settled Maybe in Maybe that's Shailene 15. Woodley's city. Right, yes. <laughs> Omaha says, we know that Rodgers didn't leak that his relationship with the Packers was the best it's been in a long time because the only media he talks to is Pat McAfee. <laughs> Therefore, we know it must have been the Packers who put that out, which tells us everything we need to know about the true nature of their relationship. If you're good with someone you don't need to tell the world, that's what you do when you know it's over and you're trying to get ahead of the narrative. This re- of the Packers low-key preparing for life after 12. Hmm, interesting. I mean, there is no reason why Aaron Rodgers, if he feels like his relationship with the Packers is better than ever before, why he wouldn't just say it when he's on Pat McAfee. And also why he wouldn't just sign a two-year $90 million extension. Why Why would he, why would he wait? put off that? Yeah, it's a good point. We had one more Super Chat come in uh, from Jose. Appreciate the Super Chat. He says, I don't understand the fantasy of a team picking in the top four top 10 four out of five years no all pros no pro bowlers and the 19th ranked o-line per pff being one qb away 
Greetings from Panama, not mm. Florida, the actual city. And, and or if, the actual country, sorry. And if you uh, if you want to view the Broncos in a positive light, you can say how much young talent there is. If you want to view the Broncos in a negative light in terms of not being just one quarterback away, you said they had no Pro Bowlers in the first time since 1980. They had one second-team All-Pro in Justin Simmons, and that that's where you look. And then you can say, well, how many Pro Bowlers would they have if they had a good quarterback? Maybe that makes – and Javante Williams is the only running back. You can convince yourselves of things, things but there is an argument to be had that – uh, you know, if they get a really good quarterback, Ryan, I still think they're going to be Super Bowl contenders. But then there is a conversation on if they're the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah, and that's, I mean, the AFC is crazy. Stacked. Um, so, it, you know, you could make the case that you could get Aaron Rodgers and he might not even be a top two quarterback in, in the conference. Right. So top three, maybe, if you yeah. want to go on the Joe Burrow train. Yeah. Um, now, people are already trying to crown him number one quarterback in the AFC. I think he needs a little bit more of a um, body of work before we can do that. But I think so, too. He was this year, I mean, in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. But his team was also 10-7. and seven. Right. Um, so, just need a, little, need a little bit more. I'm not trying to, you know, um, denigrate what he did at all it's just he's not quite there yet he is clearly the Cincinnati Bengals he is their team but Ryan do you know what he did in the three playoff games do you know his stats Mm -mm. uh actually no four yeah no the past three playoff games so not including the first game they played in the playoffs he had three touchdowns and two picks I mean, it's not like he put the team on his back and torched every defense he played. No, he made some really big plays and big moments. He was clutch and all those things. But again, it's still Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Absolutely. And so on. And then have the conversation. UW Whitewater Broncos says, this is my first time commenting. Love it. He says, I just want to chime in because I'm so excited that Ryan Green is joining the DNVR team. I've always loved his content at CBS4, and he seems like the perfect fit at the DNVR. Go Broncos. Yeah, uh, this is super exciting for everyone. And what I love is the people who know Ryan Green are so excited about this. And for whatever reason, if you you live in the DNVR, NVR silo you're about to be really excited about mm-hmm. this when you start to see the content that he creates and speaking of ryan green yes. probably a good time to tease mm. that rg will be our guest on episode one of season two of three ring circus when? coming this friday let's go baby so that'll start us up um it, it should be a great time and he'll be a great guest to kind of get us going this season ryan we did three ring circus last year for the first time but we have a lot of new listeners since then since it's an off-season thing what is three ring circus yeah three ring circus is our friday show where we you know we let our hair down a little bit zach unbuttons <laughs> another button oh, on his baby. shirt um and we you know we, we try to place we always try to have a guest yep uh and we try to play some fun games and just you know obviously it's still broncos related but you know, a little more loose, uh, a little more goofy, a little yep. more fun. Yep, it's going to be a blast. And that's actually Ryan Green's first official day, right? Yes, that is his first official day. So he's Boy, three hours on the clock. Starting we'll in the circus. <laughs> I love it, and I can't wait. Make sure to tune in. That'll be Friday at noon. Next one from Kendall Hinton, Hall of Famer. I think most people, almost everyone, would agree that there is no player that's too much to trade when it comes to trading for the likes of Aaron Rodgers or Wilson. But it seems like there's some debate about this, and Zach especially receives a lot of pushback. Sure, some may balk at the thought of two first picks and 
two first round picks and Pat Sertan or trading Javante Williams. But ask yourself this, if these teams, if these teams were willing to trade Wilson or Rogers for just Patrick Sertan, would you really say no? If you would do that trade, then it's not that Sertan or any player is too, is too much to trade. It's really that the entire trade package of whatever draft picks plus that player is too rich for your taste. And that's normal to find a trade that's too rich. That's different from that player being too much or untradeable. Maybe lots, maybe lots of people will say no just throwing it out there there's no way anyone would say no to aaron Rodgers for pat sertan straight up that, or russell wilson for pat sertan that would be so silly yeah and, and be so silly. the thing is i get it like i get why fans say no you can't trade him because they have their favorite players they buy jerseys that's what fans like that's the whole point so Absolutely. I, I never blame anyone for saying like don't trade that guy mm-hmm. um but i saw uh and, and you know we were a little different uh, than, you know, the traditional journalists on this type of stuff. But I saw someone respond to a guy on Twitter the other day who was saying, like, I can't believe fans think this, that, or the other thing. And they said, you're paid to be rational. We pay to be emotional, you know? <laughs> and it was just such a great way of putting it. And it's like, I totally right. understand why the fans are emotional about this stuff. Don't trade my guy. You can't trade him. He's untradeable. Right. Um, but we try to be the most you know the 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 more rational voice in the room sometimes uh and in this case it's like there's just no way you hold on to a cornerback when there's a potential elite quarterback on yeah, the table without a doubt and one thing i do want to make clear i think pat sertan is phenomenal has an incredible career coming up that's why I think you include him in trade conversations because of just the difference in value between a quarterback and cornerback shows how good Patrick Sertan is that he could be kind of the changing piece to that. So I say this with all the respect in the world to Pat. 100%. And hopefully he doesn't have to be involved in the trade and you get him and, you know, then he's a part of a Super Bowl team. But like I said earlier, if the Broncos, you know, Pat Sertan can have a first ballot Hall of Fame career. The Broncos don't fix the quarterback situation during that career. Yeah. He'll never win a Super Bowl here. Yep. How many Super Bowls did Champ win? Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Bummer. Um, Melbourne Bronco. My boys. I love our new coaching panel. Every single damn one of them. Youth, baby. Sing it with me in your best Bob Dylan voice. Got it, Zach? <laughs> uh, but I, 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 oh, the times they are a-changing. Good job. Forget Rodgers, Wilson, Murray, and company. Let's get that first-round quarterback. Let the coaches and our young playing group all grow and develop together. In two to three years, they'll be the benchmark of the competition. Love this vibe. Man, if this was next year, I think everyone's sold on this idea. And just what's so tough is there are those veterans out there that you could potentially get. uh, But they have a a shorter uh, life uh, what's it called? The shorter shelf life than these these rookies, and it's just it's a weaker rookie class. So that's just where there's a little bit of disconnect. But man, Ryan, if you find your guy in the draft, that's the way you go. Yeah, I mean I, uh, that would be fun. Young coaching staff, young quarterback. If it works, you know, like <laughs> that, then you're like one of the most fun teams, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it just better work. It better. It better. Next one from Orange Orange Bronco UK. Hey, fellas. Great pod yesterday. Love the sink or swim with Drew discussion. Could you see a scenario where we can't get an elite quarterback? Peyton doesn't like any quarterbacks in this supposedly average draft class, so we trade back and accumulate first-round picks for next year. This would allow us to sink or swim with Drew and then trade up easy to get Young or Stroud. I could honestly see Denver or Drew and Hackett cl- clicking and providing some awesome vibes for Broncos country. Thanks for your efforts. Appreciate you i could see that scenario 
The hard thing is we keep talking about how it's not a great draft. When you talk about that, you have to acknowledge that other teams know that too. Right. And they might not be hungry to trade up. Now, if you get a quarterback needy team who won, you know, a couple too many games, I'm thinking like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then maybe they really want Kenny Pickett. He's sitting there on the board at nine. They get desperate and they throw you a crazy offer. You take it. Yeah. For sure. A hundred percent. Um, and then, yeah, you do whatever you got to do at quarterback to essentially get through to next year. The hard thing is, like, now we're in year two for George Payton. He just hired his coach. Um, his coach wants to win. Yeah. And it just creates these weird dynamics where it's like, oh, I'm starting to feel the pressure a little bit. Maybe we shouldn't go backwards, right. even though it might be the best thing long term. Because yep. essentially, if you let's say you tank this year and you go get Bryce Young next year. And then you have those early quarterback struggles, and you go three and fourteen the next year, which has happened with plenty of rookie yep. quarterbacks. Yep. Um, Trevor Lawrence. And so now George Payton's record as GM mm -hmm. is something terrible, like eleven and forty or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Um, now the pressure's like crazy, and you basically have like one more year. Yep. The fourth year, it better click or you're out. And throw in new ownership on that, and there's even that much more pressure on yep. top of it. So it's a really good point, and it's just it's a weird place to be. The Broncos are in a lot of different positions that don't add up. But if they get Aaron Rodgers, everyone looks like a genius. Yep, absolutely. And Nathaniel Hackett will look like Matt LaFleur, who's yeah. the winningest coach in his first three seasons as a head coach. Yep. Must be nice. Yeah. Big Tosser 66 said, so I first heard about Athletic Greens about a year ago from a certain someone who appears to be to have stepped on a big pile of poop over at Spotify. I almost <laughs> pulled the trigger on it, but then I didn't. Then the DNVR homies bring it in, and it was time to buy and show them some support. Love this stuff. Exactly what I've been needing. I get some stomach issues and have been noticing some energy drain as I've been getting older, and the difference since I started Athletic Greens is 100% noticeable. Just wanted to throw out a test testimonial backing you guys up i love when you guys try the products and then yep. come back with this yep. stuff because it's easy you know it's easy to i guess doubt us mm -hmm. although i really tr like i try to be as honest as possible with you guys at all times <laughs> yeah. this stuff is actually amazing yep um but when you hear it from someone like this, it's a little different. You absolutely. Know? And, I, and I acknowledge that. Yeah. And so that's why I appreciate yeah. when you guys come in. Absolutely. That's awesome to hear. He says, quick thought. I have heard this elsewhere this week too, but don't you guys think the Packers just pissed Rodgers off by the statement they made over the weekend? Is it obvious they are posturing for the fan base so they are not the villain if and when he leaves? Everyone already knows they want him back, so why keep going public with more comments when you have already said you're respecting his process and timing? I think this increases his chance of leaving not staying hmm interesting I, I like this whole idea that the Packers are the ones leaking this stuff yep Aaron's Aaron's relationship with us is better than it's ever been <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then I mean as as whoever reported was that Rappaport yep can you report that what the Packers saying that their relationship with Aaron I guess no, but he phrased it as Aaron Rodgers' relationship with the Packers is as good as it's been in a while, or whatever it was. Yeah. It wasn't the Packers' relationship with Aaron Rodgers. So you have to – it would be misleading if it came from the Packers. That's true. Yeah, the headline is Aaron Rodgers in positive place with Packers' decision on his future looms. You cannot report that in that way if it was the Packers saying that. that. 
Here's one thing that when it comes to these dynamics is Aaron Rodgers' camp is very close with Adam Schefter. That's when we were asked yesterday, I believe mm-hmm. it was, how the news is going to break. I said a Schefter report because ultimately it's Aaron Rodgers' decision, not the Packers' decision. And uh, this came from Rappaport, not saying he doesn't have ties with Aaron Rodgers' camp either. I think big, big news is going to come from Schefter if it's coming from Rodgers. It's just really interesting if, if it was a Packers source mm-hmm. who said Aaron Rodgers' relationship with us is as good as it's ever been. It just feels... Like you're you're like willingly getting played. Yeah, yeah. We know that happens to some totally, reporters. Totally, it does. Not saying it happened to uh, rap here, but wouldn't be shock. For sure. Next one is from Mike1809. I'm just beginning to get up to speed on the draft. Uh, shout out to the draft pod. And I'm not sure what I'm rooting for. By the way, you should listen to the draft Absolutely. pod. Uh, those guys do a great job. And it's right here in the feed, so yep. you probably see it before. Um, so, of the following options, which would you prefer we take? All options assume that we don't pick up another quarterback prior to the draft. A, trade up to number five pick to draft our guy at QB, leapfrogging Carolina and trading a 2023 first round pick to get there. I don't hate that. B, stay at number nine and take your pick of whoever is there, possibly bolstering the O-line or getting a pass rusher. C, trade back to pick 18 so New Orleans can draft a QB and pick up a 2023 first round pick to get there. I like these options, but it's easy for me. So easy. Go ahead. Option C, mm. especially if it's New Orleans. They just lost the quarterback whisperer in Sean Payton. I like the direction they're going, but not this year. And, and on top of all their cap situations, they're going to be a bad team next year. You're looking at a situation, Ryan, where not only are you getting a first-round pick next year, you may be getting a top-five pick in the draft. Man, if New Orleans does this, I think it would be a massive mistake on their part. They should go full tank this year, which it seems like the direction they – you know, are, are leaning toward. Yeah. Uh, and get a top quarterback next year. But if they don't, Oh, take that first round pick. Uh, if Malik Willis is available, I would take him. Okay. Over that, uh, over that at nine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or, or at five. Mm, you trade up. Yep. What scares me there is you're giving up a 2023 first round pick. And what right. if Malik does have those growing pains and then you have that top five pick next year that yeah. is no longer yours. Yeah. That would suck. Yeah. That would really suck. But if you hit, then you never think about it again. Don't have to worry about the quarterback for the next 15 years. Yeah, and for me, I just I'm that tantalized by his abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that like Bryce Young is awesome and C.J. Stroud is awesome. Guess what? To get them, you're gonna have to have the number one or number two pick next year. Yep. Straight up. Yep. I don't think they're gonna have that. Right. Now you can build capital, and maybe having that extra first round pick next year would be you know. Let's say you had five and twenty-three, or I don't know if the if the Saints were. I guess maybe they suck next year. You have five and nine. Yeah, nine and for you, a third straight year. Right, <laughs> and um, you tr- you can trade that up for number two if let's say the Jags have the number two pick or something like right, that. Right, right. Um, so you could do that. That that is a possibility. I just, it's, it's like two. There's no guarantees. Whereas mm-hmm. if you just get your guy right now, you're well, you're guaranteed you got your guy. Now there's no guarantees that he hits. That's up to you and your coaching staff uh, to develop him and make sure he does. But I want the more sure thing. I want I want the you know uh, one a bird in the hands better than two in the bush. Literally talking about 
one first round pick <laughs> yeah. or two and two in the bush. And I'm sticking with C, but Ryan, here's a thing that could could get me to buy into A. He says to get our guy at quarterback. That means they've identified someone they really like. And then if you identify a guy you like in whatever draft, you do what you need to do to get him. Yeah. Malik's the only one who I would trade up for. Yep, that's fair. He's leaning that way for everyone right now. And I think last one, coming in from Antonia Acosta, says two questions. One, with the Rodgers breaking news, odds this actually increases the chances of him coming to Denver. Reason with his fiance from Boulder, she would have to see Rodgers' jersey elsewhere and hear his name more. He definitely sounds like the vengeful type of person. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Uh, I don't see it that way. Um, I don't, I really don't think his relationship has any tangible impact on where he plays football next year. And two, what the hell is an instructional designer? Looks like Denver brought one onto the coaching staff. Now let's get Vaughn back and get him a third Super Bowl. Uh, You must have missed the show yesterday because we talked a lot about the instructional designer. It's the coach of the coaches. Yep. uh, Which could end up being genius or could end up looking really silly exactly according to the broncos uh he's going to work with the coaching staff to enhance instructional methods in their presentations to the players he did this the past two seasons with green bay and he has 20 years of experience in education and technology honestly from the description the broncos had ryan this sounds like someone you bring in for a weekend and he uh, has a presentation to show the coaches. I- I'm, I'm impressed that this is going to be a full-time job for him. Well, I- I'm thinking of it more like this. Um, a coach really wants to teach something, a, a new method. Um, and it'd be nice of them to have like a nice PowerPoint presentation to go along with it. But they have mm. game planning and they have scouting and they have all this other stuff. They don't have time. So they're mostly just going to show it on the field. Now they head up the area and say, hey, here's – the things that are important to me. Here's what I want to show. Here's a clip. um, When I was back in Detroit, that will really help that. Then Vieria goes, he gets all the stuff. He gathers it. He puts the presentation together and then the coach can use it. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. And that makes a lot. That's a full-time job right there. Yeah. And and there's no limit on how many people you can have on a staff. Nope. There's Uh, no salary cap. So I don't know why you wouldn't give everyone more help. Yep. Yep. And this gives, you know, this gives Hackett and it gives his assistants more help. I would be hiring these type of, you know, um, for lack of a better term, guys who do like busy work. And and I don't want to like take take right, away from right, what right. his importance to the staff is. But, you know, putting together a presentation or and stuff like that is a little bit of busy work. I would have someone like this for every coach. Right. Absolutely. Personal assistant for every coach. What's funny is I was thinking that exact same thing this morning because the Broncos finalized their offensive coaching staff today. And there's an assistant O-line coach. There's an, there's an offensive line coach. He has an assistant. Why is there no assistant wide receivers coach or assistant running backs coach? There, now there's offensive assistants that kind of help with everyone. But I was thinking offensive linemen, yeah, there's, there's five starting. But wide receivers, sometimes you see four out on the field. Yep. Why doesn't he get five. an assistant too? Yeah, uh, I have no idea. But... <laughs> I'm not even looking for assistant wide receivers coach. I'm looking for assistant to the wide receivers coach. Right, 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 Just right. Help, yep. you know, with whatever they need. Yep. So they have more time to coach. Yep. Yeah. Um, and and again, I don't think that's necessarily what Vieria is. I think he's also there to um, teach them the best ways to reach people. Right. Um, which is, I think is going to be really valuable. Yeah. Um, and I just, again, I respect Nathaniel Hackett doing things his yeah. own way, thinking outside of the box. I think it's really important. Um, and again, 
if it works, he looks like a genius. If it doesn't, he can sleep at night knowing, hey, I, I did it the way that I wanted to do. Yep, exactly. I totally agree. All right, I think that's all we have here. Did we get one last? Oh, a buzzer beater from Luis. Uh, get Rodgers and draft strong. UNR players have been getting worked out in Den or have worked out in Denver. Brandon Marshall, Virgil Green, Malik Reed. If you draft uh, Carson Strong, you hope that he's better than any of those three players. <laughs> well, that's for sure, man. Uh, this I don't like this. This just <sighs> half in. Yeah, and now you would be going probably second round pick on Carson Strong. I think Aaron Rodgers may be a little pissed off by that. He may say, whoa, why aren't you getting me a wide receiver with the second round pick? Aaron Rodgers would be pissed that his team drafted a quarterback from Nevada? Has that uh, ever happened? Uh, yes, learn from the Packers' mistakes. <laughs> yeah, you just go all in on Rodgers. You maybe draft someone next year. Exactly. Uh, or if he tells you I'm for sure back next year, then you know for a third year, mm -hmm. then you wait until after the second year. Right, you, right, at some right. point, you do address it. Um, but I don't think in year one. I always thought the Broncos drafting Brock Osweiler was one of the weirdest, yeah. most wasteful picks ever. <laughs> yep. And uh, also, you keep Aaron in the loop. You say, Aaron, can you give us an idea how many years you have left? And when you have one, is it okay if we use a second-round pick? And, and it's absurd to have to ask your players. But you know what? With Hall of Fame quarterbacks, you do have to keep them in the loop. I'm going back to my feelings. I, I, I actually can't stand this uh, strong idea at all. Going back to my feelings on that, on that Brock pick, I was like, your Super Bowl window just opened. Yeah. You have holes on your team. Fill them with your draft picks and forget about someone who's going to sit on the bench for four years. And you're using your, most val your second most valuable resource that offseason on a backup. Really weird. Really yep. weird decision. Yeah. Um, that I guess technically bore a little <laughs> right. bit of fruit. Right. Um, so I can't completely say it was a, just an absolute waste. Mm -hmm. um, but you got seven games, I believe, uh, in four years. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, who's the first round pick that year? It was the very first year Peyton was here. Was it? Was it Sylvester Williams? Could have been. Yeah, that's that. Maybe sounds right. Um, I don't know. The whole thing was just. I just thought it was it was such a waste. So don't do that. You get Aaron Rodgers. You use your well. You don't even have a first round pick. So I guess you're using your second round pick on strong in this scenario. Yeah. You use that to get something that you need, not something that you you might need in three years. Right. E exactly. It was Derek Wolf. Was oh, the first so it wasn't. So it wasn't. Yep. That's yep. What I, that was my first thought. But so they traded out of the first round with Peyton Manning. <laughs> what were they doing? <laughs> what were they actually? Very doing? weird. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we're gonna, I'm going to take the rest of the day to think about that. <laughs> uh, appreciate you guys all tuning in, and uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. Again, Three Ring Circus Friday. Let's go, baby. And hit us with a like, subscribe. Uh, we love those iTunes reviews as well. Appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you later. Flying cotton would stick to you.